The following podcast contains strong language, adult themes, and terrible attempts at humor. It is not suitable for children, women, or men for that matter. This is the After Lodge banter of two guys who happen to be Freemasons. It is not recognized or endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular Masons, irregular Masons, co-Masons, Canadian Masons, or internet wannabe Masons. Can we do this shit already? Nobody likes a damn lawyer. It kills me not to know this, but I've all but just forgotten what the color of her eyes were. And her scars are how she got them, has the telling signs of age rain down. A single tear is dropping through the valleys of an aging face that this world has forgotten. Welcome to After Lodge, episode number 31. Joined this week by Harlan. I'm alive. Worshipful assistant producer Marshall. It's ass assistant, damn it. Because nobody knows where Bruce is at. Where the hell is Bruce? I don't know. Last thing I heard, he was going to Gorillas, a all-male club. That was, that was last night at like 9 o'clock, though. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I thought we should probably take bananas. And why would he go to an all-male club? There's no girls there, but, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, nobody's seen or heard from him. I'm sure he'll turn up eventually. Where's the rest of the crew this morning? Nobody's ever here anymore. I think you've ran everybody off. I mean, that would mean I'd succeeded in my mission. I'll have to find a new purpose in life. So, uh, Harlan, before we go any farther, uh, how was your week, buddy? Do you- do you really want to open this can again? Mm, yes. I mean, last night I went through a whole box of tissues. Yes, I do. <laughs> I want it recorded for prosperity. Posterity? No, I said what I said. Go okay. On. Yeah, so uh, I sat for the bar exam this week. You sat for it? Yeah. Like, you just took it sitting down? You didn't... Is there any bar exams where you don't sit for them, or is that... Pretty standard I mean, that's, operating procedure. That's you just what it's called. Bar. You oh. sit for the bar exam. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was uh it was everything they said it was and and worse. So it was a test. Oh it was a fucking test. I've taken a lot of tests. I, I got through engineering school, I've mm-hmm. done admission tests, I've yeah. done this was a test. This was the test. So this was a test. This is no joke. They're not playing around. So far, you set for a test. That's what we've learned about the bar. Oh, it was, yeah. I, not to mention, it's like airport-style security to get in and out of there. My wallet had to live outside of my pants for a couple days. It was driving me crazy, subconsciously. What'd you do with your cheat notes? Oh, I kept them in my shoe. Oh, okay. Turns out they don't make you take your shoes off yet. Well, there's nobody no, tried shoe-bombing the in and there's bar like exam. The fingerprinting and the ID, and then <clears throat> there's like cops at the door. Like actual and, police officers? Yes. Are they like being paid by my tax dollars at this moment or no, are they being, like off duty? They're being paid by the bar association. Okay. But they're there and then you can't have anything in your pockets. You can't have a phone or a watch or anything like that even on you. And you get a, a Ziploc bag that you put your wallet and keys in. And so you go through and then they're patting your pockets and whatnot. I thought they were going to make me take my shoes off. What about like your rings? No, those are fine. So I get in there. Get my seat at the table in the big conference room. 
and uh, there are two pencils and a bag of earplugs. And I'm thinking, what are why are for? there a bag of earplugs? This is I mean, creepy. people aren't going to be talking during this test. This is how horror movies start. Yeah. So, about half an hour hey, into on, the first on, day, hang on. hang on. How awesome would it have been if it was like that Men in Black test, where you had to sit in like the egg chair <laughs> to do the whole thing? Because <laughs> mm. if I was given the bar, that's what I would do. Anyway, go on. No, you're just sitting at a table. But uh, about half an hour into it, like girls start breaking down and crying, and people are moaning and cussing under their breath. And I, I realize what the earplugs were for. And then I'm looking over at the lady a couple tables down from me who was like having a breakdown. And I'm just thinking, you don't have time for this. You can cry <laughs> later. You have 1.8 <laughs> minutes per question. You need to do this. Cry later. It, it was it was a bad time. Um, it was and so I people failed were with, actually crying during the test. Oh God, yeah. How many people were in there with you? Uh, there were about three hundred people altogether. Oh Jesus, three hundred more well, possible it's a, lawyers. It's a statewide thing, so you got people coming from out of state that are trying to get licensed here. You've got people from all the state schools, and then people that failed it before that are taking it again. Uh, yeah. It was it was so it was rough. people were having mental breakdowns in there. Oh yeah, they were having it the night before. Like I stayed in the hotel. <laughs> you just heard like sobbing coming from every hallway. <laughs> yeah, except after the first night, all you could hear was the uh, freaking exam proctors getting drunk off their ass and Laughing making a lot of noise. Oh, and the Prince Hall Shriners for whatever reason were like doing something in that hotel too. Mm. I ran into a bunch of them in the hallway. Started chatting with them. One old guy bought me a couple beers. Offered me his condolences because he was a lawyer and Uh. (laughs) he remembered this. And he said, "Don't kill yourself. Have a beer." Uh. So, uh, like, how many hours did you make it before you broke down? Was it Uh, day one or day two that you broke down? I mean, I kind of broke before I went, so I went in broken. (laughs) On a more important note, though, do you know Prince Hall Shriners don't wear fezes? Mm, It's not very stylish. They've got these. What do you call those? uh, I'm having a cummerbund. Cummerbunds with like the shrine logo on them. That's sweet. It was was pretty cool. It's pretty snazzy. I'd rather have that than a fez. It's pretty snazzy. I mean, they might have fezes, but nobody was wearing them at this whatever event they were doing. Although, from what I've learned about the grotto this week, their fezes are black, yo. Mm -hmm. That's fucking. That's fucking hardcore. Yeah, I thought you knew this. No. Black fezes, man. That shit rocks. Yeah. I'm going to join the grotto now. Yeah. So, uh, more importantly. Oh, sorry. Back this, to the bar. With this bar exam. Uh, our dear friend, Billy, that somehow manages to make his way into every episode, mm-hmm. even after he's been dead for yeah. over a year. I've been bitching about this test for years. Um, I, I knew it was coming. I've been terrified of it for a long time. And whenever I would get going about it with Billy here... He just pat me on the shoulder and say, "Don't even worry about it. You come out of that test. I'm gonna be sitting in the lobby with a bottle of whiskey and a pretty girl to drive us home." And that had really been bothering me this summer because we had the big garage party and mm-hmm. memorial and whatnot, and the bar was coming up. And I remembered Billy'd always said that. So I walked out of the testing center on the last day, and his widow was standing there with a bottle of whiskey and her daughter with uh, Brother Chaplin mm-hmm. to take us home. Yeah. Yeah, I, I lost my composure in front of my peers. It wasn't pretty. Uh, so that's when you broke down. It was after the test. Oh, yeah. And then we stood in the parking lot of this conference center on the back of the chaplain's truck taking shots of whiskey. Oh. 
And like the cops are walking by and they, they just look at us and laugh. They don't, they don't even care. <laughs> They're like, oh, the bar exam. We'll just let this one go. Um, that, that was kind of a, that was a deep moment. Yeah. People don't normally do things like that for me. I, I didn't really know how to respond. Yeah. You know, well, did you say thank you or this meant a lot to me? Or did you just like robot cry and then say, all right, I've got to go. See you later. You know it's what he did. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they just—it was. I just gave my best. More importantly, I'm more concerned about the chaplain endorsing drinking. He is not being a good spiritual leader of our lodge by endorsing alcohol consumption. Do, do you know anything about the chaplain? <laughs> yes, I'm thinking he needs to rethink his stance on alcohol. Well, no, it's just when he gets talking about the spirit of God, he's normally talking about the liquid spirit. So you're trying to say that our chaplain? Is a drunkard. Along with everyone else in the lodge, yeah. No, I'm not a drunkard. Please. What's this please shit? I'm not. I've got pictures. Speaking of that, how would you feel about like pictures just finding their way onto the subreddit that, you know, you thought were held in close confidence by your good buddy Harlan? Not only pictures video. There's a picture of me falling down. Yeah. And you all knew it was gonna happen. Yeah. And in the one video I saw, you just see like seven other hands holding a video camera yeah. recording me falling. Yeah. <laughs> Quid pro quo, Clarice. I don't care. Uh-huh. And that's I'm not going to do it because it takes too much time anyway. Yeah, uploading something to Imager mm-hmm. and then linking it to the subreddit. That five minutes, you don't have that well, five minutes. You see, I really don't because the moment I walked out of the bar exam, Brother Chaplin's there and we uh, have our little sentimental moment. And then the backlog of stuff, because I've been putting everybody off this summer. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll take care yep. of you after the bar. Just leave me alone right now. Not yep. thinking that when the exam's over, now there's this giant list of people who all have their differing demands on my time that yep. I have to go back and make now, up for. Here's something that is a benefit to having a favorite relationship with your wife. I get the lowdown on shit that you may not necessarily want me to have the lowdown on. Oh, shit. What now? So, uh, I heard a little story about, uh, Mr. Harlan on Friday night. Who's having a little get-together to, uh, celebrate the bar being over. It wasn't a get-together. I met up with an old high school buddy. Whatever. There were people at your house, more than one. One and, of whom uh, wasn't really invited, but yeah. But you drank an entire bottle of whiskey. I finished off that bottle that, yeah. that okay. was from so Billy. So you drank the majority of a bottle of whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. And then you spent the majority of the rest of the night on your hands and knees, puking, gagging, dry heaving, puking, gagging, dry heaving, praying to God to make you stop puking. Well, that was later in the do evening. Do you remember any of this? I do. Because she said you were a full Blackhawk. I do, but that was later. Uh, I spent the majority of the evening accidentally setting my yard on fire, waking up passed out in the backyard, waking up passed out in the front yard with no idea how I really ended up in the front yard. And then somehow I was in the house. Mm. Yeah. When you're like super drunk sick like that, doesn't mm-hmm. that tile floor in the bathroom just feel like the best thing? Oh, no, you don't have tile floor in the bathroom. You put I, that other I do. laminate stuff in there. It's not wood. No, it's that laminate stuff, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's still a tile. tile. It felt nice. It's all nice still and cold. cold. The problem <laughs> is the, the sound of me pushing my intestines out my throat woke up the baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why I heard about it. She's probably yes. upset about the baby thing. No, she I was. She didn't guess. give a damn about me being sick. It was 
you're waking up the kid. Can you keep yeah. it down in there? Can yeah. you go outside and puke, please? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would imagine that's it, yeah. yeah. To be fair, I might have been the same way if the shoe was on the other foot, so. Well, I mean, you did it to yourself. It's not like you're legitimately sick. Like, what's you bad, did this to yourself. What's bad is it was, that was my intention. Friday night, I was going to pass out in the backyard. That was that With was a fire. Plan. This is not yeah. very safe. Well, it's in a barrel. I'm not a heathen like you. I don't just burn stuff out in the open. Oh, well, you didn't have a real fire then if it was barrel contained. Yeah. Mine's well, like it wasn't like whole trees that have he fell over. He, he did say yeah, he burned. He it wasn't yard on barrel yeah. contained the entire evening. <laughs> so, uh, how are you feeling the next morning, buddy? You? Uh, have you noticed the older you get, like those hangovers, they just get a little yeah. worse and worse every time? I have noticed that the sound of a baby crying magnified by oh, a hangover yeah. is the worst <laughs> oh, thing yeah. on earth no just the sound of that makes you want to puke i, I just wanted to die that morning yeah. i was like please don't cry oh, oh yeah. kill me <laughs> yeah it was pretty rough so you survived the bar now here comes the big question uh did you pass no so like so the bar's hell mm-hmm. you don't think you passed mm-hmm Maybe this is the difference between me and you, but after day one, if I don't think I'm passing, I'll walk out of that bitch. Yeah. Did you consider walking out of that bitch after day one? No, I'm not a quitter. Oh. But if you're not going to pass, why bother? Well, because it's a curve test, so, I mean, I could have passed if everybody else did more horrible than I did. Well, that is scary to me on a whole nother level. Yeah. Nobody passes the bar, though. Like, nobody. Hmm. Like, if you're just looking at raw score and it's a 75 to pass, nobody passes. Hmm. When will you find out? Yeah, a couple months, probably. They like making us sweat. Oh. So we got a couple months of Moby Harlan. I filled the bar. My life's over. I'm not really that Moby about it. I'm kind of glad it's over. Trying to move on with my life. Find another profession. Checking into med school. Oh, fuck me. (laughs) I think your plan is just to stay in school so you never have to pay off student loans. Yes, that is the plan. Because, I mean, you know, 150 grand, 600 grand, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you're never yeah. going to pay it off. Like, it, it just, why not? Like, they can collect it from your corpse once you're dead. Yeah. Because you're still in school when you're 65. Yeah. No, that's that's the, uh, that's the new plan. So you'll be a software engineer, lawyer, dentist, doctor, professor... Uh, psychologist, psychotherapist. Mm. I was thinking art history sounds pretty interesting oh, these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, art history is going to, yeah. Well, about the only thing good for that's keeping you in school. You're not going to get a job with an art history degree. I can promise you that. You're not going to get a job with a law degree, as it turns out. Well, yeah. I mean, you could <clears throat> be like one of these guys that's on TV, like, in a wreck, got hurt, call Kurt. Yeah, those guys are still starving, too. I don't know, man. They got those TV commercials. They got to be doing something. Yeah, they spend all their money to buy TV commercials to get the next client in the door. It's it's a cash flow cycle mm. that you get on. and It's like payday check advances. It's pretty bad. Mm. There's a few people that have done really well, but they're not doing personal injury work. They're the face of the injury work that other people are doing. Those are the people you see on the billboards. Mm. So why don't you do, like, criminal law? Because my family would keep you pretty well in business. Because... The kind of people that really need that work are the kind of people that tend not to pay. That's why the public defender's office is well, so Well, not cash. I mean, they'll trade you drugs and stolen <clears throat> cars and shit for No, them. they don't even do that. You want to even take trade? 
Mm. I mean, in the city that we live in, there is a disproportionate representation of poor minorities in the system who don't have money to pay you. Because hmm. they're too busy breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking yeah. Yeah, there's that. I'm sorry, mm. that stupid song came in my head. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost a Harlan level joke. So no, um, I, I sat around last night with some of the guys looking at alternative career paths, and did you really? We we talked about we talked about drug brokering. We yeah, I about, left too early. I you, you stayed shut, and you shut down, you down. The, the prostitute ring. That was yeah, a good dude. Idea. We're not doing anything with prostitutes. Me and you are not opening up a prostitute business. I know pimping ain't easy, but there's good money. I am not going to federal pound me in the ass prison for anybody, and that includes you. That hurts. <laughs> Unless we can get a cell together. If that's the case, let's check in. Okay. No, so I, I who just, would be the bitch in that situation? Well, no, we trade off. The, the plan that I had, see, is we, we've got the drug broker. <clears throat> so when we send the girl to the hotel for uh-huh. the client that called in, yeah. she's taking the cocaine. Mm-hmm. So the money is exchanged for the cocaine, not for the sexual services. Okay. So, it, it, that's that's not prostitution. Mm. That's worse. <laughs> Drug traffic. <laughs> now I see why you may have failed the bar. <laughs> uh, uh, drug sentences have mandatory... Minimums, yeah. 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 Well, failing that, I think I've just decided to deliver pizzas like all the other juris doctors. I can probably uh, get you a job school. delivering something else, buddy. Yeah. Like, if you live in Chicago and you order a pizza, there's a really good chance the guy that shows up to your door has a law degree. I mean, seriously, I get you a job yeah. delivering something else. You got some uh, government time in you? You know? Well, on top of that, man, you sat there and you did a real good job on that U-Haul truck. I could probably get you in the... Oh, I could be a trucker. No, <laughs> Harlan. Trucker. No, let's not get his hopes up. He can't be a trucker. I could be yeah. a trucker. The money's he, good. <laughs> yeah, but he can't do it. That is fantastic, dude. I could fart whenever I want. You do that now. <laughs> I could I could wear trucker hats. I wouldn't have to work on this like beautiful mane. And see boobs all the time? The women are always flashing us. Yeah, yeah. Lot lizards. What, really? And... Yeah. <laughs> no, hang on. At least Shut once a day, man, for real. Like, are we talking like women you don't want to see their boobs, or are we talking like good looking women? Uh, a lot of times it's good looking women. Hey, yeah. Uh, Sometimes you get the the saggy to the knee. You guys know we're recording, visual. right? Yeah, I don't care. Okay. Oh, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> so, yeah, like I just. I go home and tell my wife about it. I like, think it's funny. Just randomly, like they're just driving down the road. Like, are they driving the car or somebody else driving the car and then they flash you? Like, it's I need to know the mechanics of how this goes down. It's usually somebody else driving the car, and then you just look over and all of a sudden you see two big fucking tits. <laughs> it's like, hey. Like they got them out the window and they're flapping in the wind. Well, and... if it's warm outside, yeah. Okay. It's pretty interesting. All right, Marshall, we'll talk after the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have to do something. How so. hard is that CDL test, I wonder? Yeah, I can train you. It's easy. I don't want to take any more tests. Harley, there's something main, I can do without taking any more tests. Your problem with becoming a, dr- a, a trucker is you can't drive a stick. You're going to have to start and learn how to drive a stick before you ever get in the truck. Well, if I mm. can train my 15-year-old son to drive a stick, I can train Harlan. Let's, let's not know. get overconfident there, buddy. I don't know about let's, training Harlan yeah. to drive a stick. I have trained too many people driving them trucks, man. I Trust me, he's, he won't be won't be bad. No, I, I like where this is going. Hmm. We could be we could be see. driving mates, so yeah, we no, could do we'll that twenty four. We could do that twenty four seven driving stuff. Me. Yeah, hell's yeah. yeah. And we ain't gotta be home. We could be gone all the time. If the trucks are rocking. Don't come a knocking, right? Lot lizards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, this has potential. We're let's do this. Hell yeah, I'm in. 
<laughs> All right, so this is the last episode of the After Lodge podcast. No, we'll do it on the road from various truck stops. <laughs> That'd be even better. We could stop at lodges on the... Exactly! We'll so take this show on the road. You get the email. Hey, this is Jason and Harlan. Can we use your lodge to record a podcast? Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is a fantastic idea. Oh. I'm putting in my two that, weeks tomorrow. We had uh, we had a brother visiting us just here in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. From Frank Haas. From, uh, was it Lavernia, Texas? Yes. Uh, master of some really old lodge there, uh, Brennan Lodge. Mm-hmm. and uh, It's a moon lodge, too. No. I don't, is it? Yeah, no. I don't know. Yeah, he said it's a moon lodge. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, he, uh, yeah, he just ended up here and then mentions that he's a big reader of my Freemasonry and yeah. didn't recognize us because he's not a big listener of the podcast, but thank God. Uh, we, we still puckered up for a little bit in panic. Yeah. No, we were fine. Once he got out of the car and he had a beard like he knew Jesus, I knew we were good. Yeah, we were introducing each other, and like as the names are going around, I'm waiting for the realization to dawn on his face. These and guys sound never familiar. Did. It never did. <laughs> it's like the one my Freemasonry user that's never listened to this podcast. Yeah. It's, well, whatever. I bet you he's going to be listening to it tonight. Yeah, <laughs> more than likely. Although I'm kind of, kind of interested at the number of visitors that we've had just randomly Recently. showing up from states we talk here about here in heavily, the middle yeah. of Nowheresville, Pennsylvania. At, at our little Nowheresville Lodge. Yeah. It's it's Scary. very interesting. Like, I wonder if it was going on before and we just didn't pay attention no, to it. No, I mean, it happened like once a year or so. Like, you get somebody that was just out from California or something passing through. But it's now, every, now it's happened like once a yeah. month. Yeah. It's, it is a little weird. It's like a new thing. Maybe people just know that this lodge is the baddest lodge in the area. That's true. That we're like the hardcore rock and rollers over here. I was... Again, we're a lodge that has food and people. Well, sometimes we have food. Last night we had hot dogs. Hey, they were chili dogs. Food. It was actually pretty good. The chili was gone before I got there. So, Well, that's because you never come in and eat with your brothers. You want to go stand outside. You show up and eat like McDonald's and then go stand outside that's while everybody's true. fellowshipping. And then, he doesn't like us. And Me then and Aaron ate together yesterday. We come into lodge and Jason wants to be Tyler every meeting so he can sit outside the door and no. not see anybody. And then no, yesterday I wasn't Tyler because uh, but Tyler was here. Worshipful producer Bruce, uh, he had his own oh, test yeah. last night. Oh yeah, congratulations to uh, Worshipful producer Bruce who demonstrated his proficiency on the Master Mason degree last night. Well, everybody give him a shout out. He I mean, did, uh, he, he did a uh, mediocre job, and well, uh, he was pretty good until the end. You yeah. screwed him up. Well, he said noblish. Instead of the noblest, I mean, it's like, how long would you say that lecture is? Like 15 minutes of him just it's, talking, basically. It's a while, yeah. yeah. So it's 15 minutes of him talking for this catechism. Yeah, I know, I said it wrong. Fuck you. <laughs> catechism. Yeah, it's ketchup for this catechism. <laughs> and uh, so uh, he gets to like where a part where he's supposed to say noblest, and instead he says noblest. And I'm like, did Sean Connery, like, possess him? Like, what's going on here? And then, like, I lose my shit. Like, I'm cracking up. I'm biting the inside of my jaw to keep from laughing. I look around the room. Me and Bruce are the only ones laughing. Nobody else, I think, even caught it. Nobody else thought it was funny. And then I just screwed up the rest of it because I'm still laughing over noblest. Yeah, but no, he passed unanimously without dissent and uh, everything went well. 
Yeah. So now every member of the After Lodge crew is ritually proficient, so you can uh, trust our opinions on stuff. We're all certified. (laughs) We're certified ritual professionals. Professionals get paid. You're not getting paid? No, are you? Yeah. I get a dollar per member every year. You're actually taking that? Well, I have to. Taking food out of your lodge's mouth? I kind of have to. Do you know how much I spend on postage? Ink and paper? I think you do. Yeah, because I spent it too. Yeah, except I outlaid when I took over with the new printer and all the other gadgetry that we now have here. So I'm taking my salary. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to use it to buy more stamps and ink, but yes. I never took my salary once as a secretary. That's fine. I didn't pay dues, though. I pay dues. I do that. Oh, so we're probably about the same. Well, no. You're still getting out like 26. We have 123 members. Yeah, no, you're still getting out better. Yeah. Our dues are only 80 bucks. So, no, I paid for stamps. It's 81. Yeah. You still owe me a dollar, by the way. Hmm. You can collect that dollar in hell, sir. You mean to tell me? You can collect that dollar when you give me a dues card. You ran me down for two months for that dollar, and you haven't said nothing to him about it? Well, he doesn't have a dues card either. Oh. Well, you lost my dues card. No. No, you don't have my dues card. I don't have a dues card. You lost my dues card. No. What do you mean, no? I still have the dues card waiting on my dollar. What a bitch. Damn. What a bitch. Jason, you want me to, get, to give him a dollar? So yeah, give, give this motherfucker a dollar so no. he give it to me right now. Give it to him right now on the show so you can give me my fucking dues card. Losing motherfucker. That's a lie. He just doesn't think I'm going to give him the dollar because he actually lost my dues card. No. Goddamn secretary's fucking up the lodge every time. Yeah. Here's your dollar, Harlan. Give him his dues card. So, we've established that, uh, you know, I've been living in hell for the past week. What have you done besides, you know, sit on your ass and drink? Mm, well, I didn't drink. Um, no, my life's been perfect this week. Hmm. It's been the ideal American dream life. Yeah, it's been great. Why don't I want to believe you? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> well, it's been fun. I mean, what do you, I mean, what do you want? Like, I get up, I go to work, come back home, play with the kid, talk to the wife, go to bed, get you up, go to work. Go work. <laughs> sounds like hell. It feels a lot like Bill Murray and Groundhog's Day a lot of days. Yeah. I mean, I'm not yeah. going to lie. Like, I go to work and I have the same conversations with the same people, same as I did yesterday, and then the day before, and the day before that, and the day before that, and the day before that, and the day before that. Those days stretch back for numerous years, and they stretch forward for as far as I can see till I die of a heart attack somewhere in the late 40s, early 50s. Then my Man, wife gets the big close. insurance payoff, my pension. She marries her a young guy. Finally be together. Yeah. <laughs> While I rot in the ground. We'll visit your grave. I don't want you to come to my grave. There's so many jokes <laughs> that I don't even want to make on the air about that. <laughs> Yeah, they'll visit us. I'm sure any liquid falling on my grave will not be tears. <laughs> All right, you went there. I wasn't I wasn't gonna go there, but uh it's good that you know us. Oh what about yeah. you, Marshall? Oh, I've had an interesting week. Sit on the side of the road two days out of the week for about three hours each day. The truck breaking down. How many times do you get flashed when you're sitting on the side of the road? Any? Well, I don't know. I was sleeping waiting on the the uh, repair guy. But, mm. uh, you have a truck that's got almost three quarters of a million miles on it. It's tends to start wearing out. That seems like a lot. My car's got more miles than that, and it's still running. 
Your car's got uh, 800,000 miles on it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love Toyota. So, like, we talked about girls flashing. Any dudes flash you? Unfortunately, it has happened. <laughs> Tim, you let me down, Marshall. I thought you were going to say no, and then I was going to say, well, we can fix that. <laughs> You're sitting a little too close to everybody. That was, that was the idea. So you think you maybe see the helicopter? Uh, it might not be good for you, Harlan. <laughs> helicopter? Yeah, I could throw my foot up on the desk and do the helicopter. Not that, I mean, okay. Now, other than that, it was all right. It's just a long week. All right, well, let's uh, maybe do a topic on the... Glenbeck whiteboard. On the Marshall is the bomb. Marshall whiteboard. is the bomb. You guys are really stretching this to not say Glenbeck, huh? Should not let the no, more, uh, hey, producer hey. fill out the show title board. Oh, you're just jealous. I am the shit. I got an email from Glenbeck this week, and he's really disappointed that we haven't used his likeness on our whiteboard in a while. I heard he uh, wanted to sell some gold, though. Oh, yeah. That's something else. Price. <laughs> that's something else. We really should get into, like, Mason topics, though. So, yeah. Guys, I got an awesome deal for you. I had this installed in my house this week. Water filters. <laughs> you know how many contaminants are in your water? I need you to call 1-800-BULLSHIT and pick up a water filter. <laughs> and buy some gold. All right, so Masonic Ring is more important than the wedding ring. Yeah. This was a post on the uh, Midnight Freemasons yeah, blog, which, which is, is pretty awesome blog. It's a different a source a than a lot of our topics, uh, but yeah, we're branching I, I out. Read it. Well, I mean, I read it on the reg. Yeah. I think the guy who hosts uh, Wentz Came You is one of the regular contributors. Bill, friend of the show, is one of the regular contributors of that blog. There's like, what, like eight or nine people that write for him, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one, since you picked this one, why don't you... Uh... Yeah, I meant to bring this up last night and stir up the pot, but I forgot. Yeah. But yeah, the the premise is that uh, somebody was arguing in Lodge about how the Masonic ring is, in its own way, more important than a wedding ring, which stemmed out of the argument of the, over whether you wear the compass points up or down, and, and then they went on that, and somebody said, why does it matter? And then well, pointed out it matters a lot. It's points... Obviously, out. I mean, that's yeah. how you wear it. That's how we do it here. Do other people do it different? Probably Ohio. Motherfucking Ohio. <laughs> so, anyway, the the I'm starting to think maybe all of Ohio is actually clandestine, and we just don't know it. Probably. Well, they were to West Virginia for a while. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's a little close to home. Like I'm joking with Ohio. Let's not actually upset Ohio. Like I'm just teasing Ohio. Let's not make them mad. So. Anyway, uh, the idea is that your wedding ring is a symbol of your wedding vows, and those are lifetime commitments that you have made to yes. your significant other. And uh, But in our society and in every society, for one reason or another, there's a possibility that that matrimony may come to an end yeah. for one reason or another. God forbid it, it, it happens. Yeah. It's a possibility. What That's they're arguing, why I don't eat lime jello at my house. What they're arguing is that there is no end for your Masonic obligations, that you can't divorce the fraternity. Even if you stop paying dues, even if you demit, there's no way to release those ties. That it it is a for-life commitment. There's no such thing as a Masonic divorce. Mm. It's not possible. Well, the Grand Lodge seems to differ on that. They can Masonically divorce you. So they think. That just means you're not a member of the Grand Lodge. That does not mean you are not a Freemason. 
Oh, no, I like that attitude. Uh, but what ha- <clears throat> what happened with the fact of uh, Masonic, Masonic doesn't come before any? But that's not, and that was the point. That was the argument that got heated up in that lodge was people talking about how it's family first and masonry comes second to your family and so on. And, and this guy was saying those people were missing missing the point. We're not saying that it's more important. It's more important. It's that it's more permanent. That, that it is. A Once marriage it's been done, it can never be undone. A marriage can be ended, whereas a Freemason's obligations to the craft cannot. Well, I mean, you took a vow of, uh, I mean, you took an oath to your wife till death do us part. So yeah, but I mean, how many people in America actually follow that, though? Well, well, they're talking about just the obligation itself, though. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I but mean, they're saying that, like, you can, like, according to the law, you can be released of that obligation. Well, according to the law, you can be released of your obligation to uh, Freemasonry, too. But that's but what no, we're arguing. When you, you get kicked out of the fraternity, even or though you resign or whatever, you're not released from those bonds. You're just released from membership in the official craft. But the bond can never be broken. There's a song, lyric you just said, and I can't remember what it is. But it's stuck <laughs> in my head now. <laughs> Well, I mean, I I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, uh, well, I mean, the Masonic, the ring itself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, that, that's that's the question. The topic question is, I mean, I don't think it's, you know, the Masonic ring is more important. I think it's no. probably just as important. Well, that's what we like to call a bait header. It's <laughs> it's a title. A what that's, now? The title is Flame a bait. bait. header? Yeah. <laughs> The fuck? The what? header. The what header, kind of show is this? The header of the is article. Is this a pornographic show? Yes. Did you not listen to the first half hour? But you guys are Freemasons. Do you talk like that? Well, way to clip the board oh, out. Sorry. I, yeah, I forgot to lean back on that one. Yeah. Sorry. So now that the title is was put there intentionally to to be flame bait and attract controversy, but yeah, well, what the guy's actually saying is something else entirely. That it's just the commitment is different. It's like an unseverable thing, mm-hmm. which your marriage should be unseverable, but it's not. But according to well, according to you know the grand architect, the marriage is still. Marshall, are you a Mormon? Are you one of these no, people that's got like eight wives? Like, if you get divorced from this wife, she's not going to get to go to your planet or something. Well, the thing of it is, okay, you're, you're you're talking about the you know the law saying you can be divorced. And then you're talking about the Grand Lodge law saying you can be divorced in Freemasonry, but... But know. it doesn't say that. It says you can be removed from membership. So what are you saying? Yeah, yeah the Grand mean, Lodge never says... In the says, eyes of the Grand Lodge, that's the same thing. But it's saying you're not a Mason. He's not, their Grand Lodge isn't saying you're not a Mason anymore. Yeah. The state of saying you ain't married to this woman no more. Really? Oh, fuck me! <laughs> Pennsylvania. What? Mark the time... Uh, Mark the time. This is episode 31, by the way. And you're still doing this shit. <laughs> yeah, it's better than last week. That's true. Uh, last I, week was way worse. My social security number's out there floating on the internet now. It's all right. You got LifeLock. You're good. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because that's worth something. LifeLock is totally worth a lot. We'd like you to call 1-800-LIFELOCK and use code after lodge to sign up for a 15% discount. We make no guarantees that this service is in any way actually protective of your identity. Um, so you did you mark that time down so we can I mean, edit this I, shit I didn't, but like I know what time it is. I don't have. I'm not. I can't write it down. 
Can we stop worrying about it and, and move on to the no, next topic? Because now please? I'm really worried about it. I'm fucking shit up. Oh, because I forgot the last one. So you think I'm going to yes! this one? That's okay. <laughs> so people find out where we are. What's the worst that could happen? We get expelled. At least we're still Masons. That's true. We'll That's still right. be Masons, That's although right. we won't belong to any lodges or Can't grand lodges. Each other. I bet Ohio would take us in. Can't communicate Masonically with one another. West Virginia might. Texas. I bet you Texas would. Pennsylvania would, just so they could kick us out again. <laughs> <laughs> They'll let us get in there for like six months, and then be like, "Oh yeah, you guys, yeah, you're out." No, that that could work well. We'll just get the fuck out. We'll take we'll take Soulfire with us. <laughs> you're going out too, buddy. He's a damn hootie ninja. I don't trust Soulfire. <laughs> oh god. Oh, all right. So, I think that's going to be an endless debate. Yeah. What? No, I mean, like, I believe they're equal until one of them's gone. You're always going to wear your Masonic ring. You may not always wear that wedding ring. No, I mean, I tend to take it off when I'm driving a truck. I guess it depends on how you look at the obligation on both on both sides. So I don't know. I've been married for a long time. You take so. your wedding band off when you're driving a truck? Because no, that's, that's what I do. No, I do not. Oh. And you still get flashed? Yeah. Lot of yeah. lizards don't care, dude. They don't care if you're married. They always care about the 20. It's a zip code rule. 80% of women don't care if you're married or not, dude. Really? Really? Well, this <laughs> yeah. is news to me. Hey, uh, all right, I'll be back. Uh, <laughs> you're seeing bars opening this early on a Sunday, or uh, not in our not in our Bible Belt town of uh, the world? And yeah, blue laws. Yeah, yeah. It is interesting. You're getting you're at a bar. You're getting hit on with your wife sitting next to you, and then of course you get in trouble for it. It's like, see, really? well, that's that's why I love my wife. I don't get in trouble for it. She's well, like, I yeah. Do. She's like, you're pretty cute too. You want to go back with us? <laughs> Then they always clear out after that, you know. She scares them all off. It must be nice that your wives let you go to bars. Well, your wife likes my wife, so we'll we'll come kidnap y'all one day. Let you go to a bar. What? (laughs) It's probably because you embarrass her when you go out. Well, she does always want to go to like those like dance club bars and whatnot. And you show up in khakis and a sweater vest. I I mean, it's kind of embarrassing. I get out there busting my stuff and yeah. And then she's hiding in the corner, taking off wedding rings. Like, it's time to go. It's time to go. I don't know who you are, but you look like you need to ride home. So let's move on to the next topic on the board here. Uh, the Grand Master of Manitoba. Offered amnesty. To illegal Masons. No, not no. illegal Masons. No. This is Canada. They need to put some people on the border. Stop those Masons from coming across the border. What? Infiltrating their lodges. They're taking our chairs. Take our chairs. They can have our chairs. <laughs> no, that is not what this is at all. You got cheap masons coming across the border in Manitoba, taking our chairs, and the Grand Master of Manitoba wants to give them amnesty. He hates Canada. So what you're telling me is you've got these illegal masons coming in. Yeah. <laughs> Cutting the grass, mopping yeah. the floors, selling yeah. the fast food. For half the price For that half the, the regular price, masons done. doing it. Yeah. So what you're telling me is... That the grandmaster they're making half of what you would have made for a job you ain't never done. Yeah, it sounds to me like you're just raised your asking price. No, I just because you're not going to be cutting the grass, you're not going to be serving the fast food. So what damn difference does it make if they're doing it? Because they're here illegally, and it just ain't right. And the grandmaster of Manitoba hates Canada. He wants Canada to fail. <laughs> He's not looking after our chairs. Hmm. And then they're sending their legal ma- uh, Mason kids over mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Saying it's a land of milk and honey So now we got like 30 different Mason kids yeah, over Running around Living on our 
programs and whatnot eating off our really? charity. Yeah. We'll have to bleep that out too. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's jurisdictional too, buddy. <laughs> no, they they come in here. Yeah. Canada's just not the same. Canada's trying to keep us out, dumbass. Trying to get up there for their free health care and fucking moose rods and shit. Well, apparently they're not. The Grandmaster gave amnesty to all us illegal masons. Okay, that's not what it was at all. Oh, okay. You really want to explain what it is, or should we just move on? Because now this other topic is so much more exciting. I don't know. I mean, that was a lot more fun topic. than what really happened. <laughs> so basically, he said, if you've been suspended for non-payment for any reason that you're out other than like expulsion because of Masonic offenses, pay this lodge's dues, join whatever lodge you want to, and come back in. Pay one year dues, just come back in, you're just in. Yep. So it's brought a whole bunch of dudes back in. Temporarily, I would suspect. I don't know about that. I think a lot of people join when they're in their midlife and work gets the best of them. And then when they get a little older and they're not working as much, they want to come back in, but they haven't been there in so long. And the dues... They owe so many years of dues. Yeah, and they but no, because like it. even here, when you've been suspended, it's two years of back dues to get back in. Yeah, but some places are like three or four. Uh, yeah, some places have like a like a two hundred dollar penalty you pay on top of two years dues. Maybe in Canada, you just have to pay it all. I mean, that's possible. Uh, but no, but like it wasn't like no investigation. Like if you were a mason in good standing and just got suspended for non payment, like you just come back in. You just paid that year's dues, joined whatever lodge you want to join if you didn't want to join the same lodge again, and just went on. And supposedly it brought in a ton of people again. So what do you think about a program like that? Yeah, I, I agree with the Harlan because, I mean, I, I think it's just a temporary thing. I mean, people leave the craft. We use money as an excuse a lot. I feel like sometimes that's actually a legitimate reason. But I think a lot of the times, it, there, there's some other underlying cause for why people don't come back. Huh. Because well, yeah, our experience here is money is not... We just had a petition read last night from a guy who really should have been in here a long time ago. And what was holding him back was money. And other guys found the money to get him in here. Like... I mean, that's a little bit special case. It's not somebody off the street. It's somebody we've known for a very long time. Yeah, but... Not as amazing, but I, I don't. Think, Not as amazing. I don't think that money is. It's like people. People make up excuses to do not do things they don't want to do. The classic example with the Baptists, like you don't go to church because the pews are hard, so we put in the pads, and then you don't come to church because something else is wrong, and we do this. The real reason is you just don't want to go to church. If you want to be here, you'll find the money somehow. Well, I don't think it's necessarily about the money as much as it is. I think I think the it depends on what their dues are too. Well, I think this program is mostly going to bring back in the people who were like maybe thirty five when they joined. They were really into it, but then they started working second shift, or they started working two jobs to make ends meet and pay their mortgage and raise their kids. And now they're in their fifties or sixties, and they're and they're cutting back a little bit on the work, and their kids are raised now the house. And now they'd really like to come back, but they feel bad because they didn't pay dues for all those years and they've been gone so long. I think that's really who this program is aimed at. And I think you'll get a lot of those guys back in and they'll become productive, active members of the lodge. Well, here's hoping uh, to most worshipful brother, Stan Ospina. Uh, appreciate the initiative. 
and uh, let's see how it goes. I doubt that we would ever do that here. Well, no. Because money. Money. Yeah. Money, money, money. Money! That's usually our answer here when somebody brings something up, like, why does Grand Lodge do this? And the answer is usually because money. Yeah. Yeah. Always because of money. Mm-hmm. Money changers in the temple. Well, that goes to that goes back to I mean our or lodge here. We we uh, <clears throat> I mean I've, that's one of the things about this our my particular lodge our lodge that uh, I like the most is because money is ne- money is never the issue here personally at this lodge about on that topic. But because I mean if you know we know somebody's in uh, you know having it hard they can't afford their dues but enjoy being here or what have you we yeah but Marshall, find a way to get it done how many people you think are too embarrassed to say i can't afford these dues not me i can't afford these dues eh, fuck you you can't hmm. you spent that much on alcohol this week you're fine that was a gift no you bought other alcohol this week i'm sure no i mean all the alcohol you drank this week was a gift it well, was yeah. just that one you bottle of whiskey. Buying your beer. And- oh yeah, the beer from the Shriners. Forgot about that too. That was that was a nice touch. Yeah, Prince Hall Shriners, no less. Yeah, we've covered that. I feel like I feel like the regular Shriners might not have bought me a beer. That's because you're not a member of their shrine. Yeah, if you want to buy your beer, join their shrine. Prince Hall guys didn't care. Well, it's because you can join their shrine. They're trying to show you how much cooler they are than our Shriners. I feel like they which were, actually they were pretty they cool. Are. Yeah, they probably are. Yeah. Yeah, probably dress better too. Oh yeah, no, they were all like all these dudes in like white tuxedos and like their cummerbund with the shrine stuff on it. And <sighs> yeah, yeah, schnazzy, and they could dance too. <laughs> How many of them did you dance with, Harlan? Oh, I didn't. <clears throat> they had the little dance floor thing out in the like uh, thing, and it was really interesting to see like sixty and seventy year old dudes like cutting up the rug, but. They were very good at it. All right, so you don't have anything else to say about this amnesty program for the illegal masons? They took our chairs. Okay, thank you. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's an interesting idea. I mean, it's not a bad idea. I, I'm just we'll sit and wait and see how it turns out. Well, seeing as how we don't live in Canada, we may never know. Oh, we'll know. Although the moose rods, the Magna Carta, and the free health care are looking better and better every we'll day. Well, no. The After Lodge crew has some... Uh, some intelligence plants in each province of Canada. At least according to our geographic stats. Yeah, well, that's true, yeah. Yeah, we do get a lot of downloads from Canada. Yeah. And Ireland, for some reason. Because of me, can we, buddy! Can we block them? No! Because of me, it's my people checking in! And also Texas. Actually, it's like all Texas. Well, it's not all Texas. There's a lot in Texas, though. It's mostly Texas. It's not mostly Texas. It was mostly Texas. Now it's mostly because we're on Stitcher now. So now we're getting people from New Hampshire. Oh, awesome. Man. We're on Stitcher. Yeah, check <laughs> yeah, the uh, yeah. show notes for a link to our Stitcher. Delaware. If you'd rather listen. Yeah, we got a couple in Delaware. A few in Maryland. Like like out of the six people that live in Delaware, and we've got two of them. The one that throws me off, though, out of all of them, like all over the entire world, the one that throws me off is we've got like five people in Germany that listen to this show. Yeah, I like that. I'm German. We don't even <laughs> speak the same damn language, though. Yeah. Yeah, but still. Did we have like that it. one from Hong Kong? Hello, my German brothers. <laughs> uh, I think he may have dropped off. I ain't seen him on there uh, okay. on our stats. Yeah. Still waiting for like Beijing or something. That may have been so far when he was going home for a visit or something. Oh, that's that's possible. You racist asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so far. 
He's not sorry. If you can't handle it by now. I mean, like, I don't hold anything against him except for the hootie shit. Yeah, it's... Well, and there's the ninja thing. I mean, that's pretty cool, but also kind of shady. Well, no, like, I'm pretty sure he could whoop my ass. Yeah. But, like, my greatest fear is he whoops my ass while playing (laughs) Hootie and the Blowfish (laughs) as the soundtrack to my ass beating. That would be the worst day ever. If you agree to come down here and beat Jason's ass, we will fly you to the other side of Pennsylvania so that you can go and bring your Hootie album. I only want to be with you. Oh, fuck, stop, dude, that hurts. Oh, what's next on our, our list of, of Glenn Beck, BS, Marshall is the bomb. Masonic party. They dead. Could it happen again? They dead, yo. They Could dead. It- yeah, they're dead, but could it happen again? No. What? What do you mean it couldn't happen again? Because we're not the target that we once were. Yeah, it could happen again in England, I think. I mean, it, it's just, I mean, there are still Masons in prominent positions, especially in local government and places like ours, but it, it not is like not. like there was. The membership in this fraternity is not the same group of people that it was when the anti-Masonic party came to fruition. Plus, I feel like that was more... Somebody said this in the comments, too. I think it would have been better named as the anti-Jackson Van Buren party than mm. the anti-Masonic party. I mean, okay, yeah, but I don't know. There was still some violence that erupted over hatred of the Masons. But one thing I think people don't consider it was, at the time, the upper society were mostly Masons. I think it had yeah. less to do with the Masons than it was more like kind of what it is today, the 99 versus the one percenters. Yeah. I mean, there weren't guys like Jason in the fraternity back then. That stings a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it was more about class warfare in some respects than what it was about the actual. Yeah, I mean, like at the time, Freemasonry was, it was part of pop culture. Like people wanted forks and plates Mm -hmm. and stuff for their kitchen that had Masonic emblems on them because it was like a status symbol. The fuck was that? I don't know. But it was it I was like a truck horn was, was like blowing a, outside. A that was a vibration symbol. on the phone. Like That's the, a hell of a vibration. For most of the I'm early, still hung up on the phone. Give me a second. Most of the early 19th century, <laughs> it was it was like a status thing. Yeah, you wanted people to know you were amazing because it meant you were yeah. you were uppity. So you had like Masonic silverware. Yeah, Masonic symbolism on your trivets on your table. Yeah, window panes. Yeah, it was just a phase the fraternity went through. Yeah. And it, I just don't see it happening again. I think it could happen in England. Maybe. I mean, we've got like the anti-Bilderberg sentiment and the anti-World Bank yeah, stuff and anti-whatever. They're evil. Yeah, that, but that's where all the anti-Masonic fervor went. Like, that's where it is now. It's not with the fraternity, nor would I expect it to be any But all that stuff is future. run by us. Don't you know that? Haven't you talked I mean, to F-Watch lately? We know that, but the world doesn't know that. So well, F-Watch knows. Ire. Well, yeah, but F-Watch won't come on the show and talk about it. So forget what he says. I'm not going to forget what Freemasonry Watch says. Well, if he wants to come on the show and tell us, we'd be more than happy to hear it. Yeah, so when this was posted on Reddit, like my first comment was, uh, where's F-Watch when you need him? <laughs> and he never showed him that thread. I was like, dude, do you really not even like monitor? You just pop in here and say things like, Justin Bieber's Mason. Then he's out again forever. Pretty much. I mean, he's got to keep that website updated. It takes a lot of time. Also, while we're talking about users on Reddit, The Past Master is a listener of ours. I've sent you two private messages. Fucking answer them. I'm calling you out. 
the I'm not going to say your full name because I know your full name because you're on Facebook too. I'm just going to use your buddy name, the past master. Each of my damn private messages. <laughs> All right. I mean, is there any other like personal chores you want to get out of the way on the air and waste Amy, our listeners' time? When you hear this, fucking vacuum. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, speaking of personal shit, uh, would you like to know where brother's son is this weekend? Oh yeah, I heard he's uh, I heard he's down soaking up some rays and some other stuff. He took off to Florida with a girl on Friday. Just, just hopped in the car with her. Was all like, "Hey, going to Florida for the weekend. Be back on Monday." And she's cute. So I slow clap. Oh, I know. We applaud you, brother son. Keep proud, up the good work. Proud of the little guy. Yeah, he's all grown up. <laughs> Just don't be dumb. Um, well, that's like... What? That's an impossibility. He's 19 years old. I promise you he's going to be dumb. Yeah, have a good time. Enjoy that time in your life. We'll see you when you get back. We'll probably rib you about it. I'm not. I'm proud. I, can't, I don't see anything to make fun of. Mm. What is there to make fun of there? I don't know. We'll find something. You took off to Florida with a girl for the weekend? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So, no anti-Masonic party. Put your fears to rest. I don't even know why you would think that's that's coming back again. It I could. It, it can't. What's keeping me from joining? Uh, it, it It's just not realistic. If it does happen, we're all fucked. I mean, aliens could come down from the moon and obliterate each major city in the U.S. tomorrow. It's possible. From the moon, you know that aliens don't live on the moon, right? It's possible. Like, we've Mars, been there. Dude. Like, we know there are no it's aliens on the moon. possible, but unlikely. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, let's have a little combined topic here, Harlan. Let's do a little... Little after lodge grab bag. What do you say? Because here we got uh, okay. online payments. Why are there Bitcoin? Written and Bitcoin up there? in the fraternity. You you added that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, there's a lot of Bitcoin talk this week, dude. Yeah, but it's Bitcoins. Are we gonna bring back Doge coins next? Is that is that the thing too? We can bring them back. They never went away. They're just not worth anything. Yeah, like our whole Dogecoin wallet is collectively worth about six cents now. Is that being generous? I mean, are you talking about what I mined, or... I'm talking about all of it. Like, like what we have like, right now? No, the entire Dogecoin ecosystem. Oh, no. Six or seven no, cents. more than that. A dollar. Am I being no, overly I mean, generous I mean, now? I'm holding, like, probably about a hundred bucks worth of Doge. No. I'm yeah, call, I am. I'm calling, your, I'm calling your BS on that one. I mean, I haven't checked in a month or two, but yeah. I mean, you know, I got a few million Doge. No. I was mining them for a while, dude. No. no. Okay. Well, so what the hell do Bitcoins have to do with online dues payments to well, the fraternity? We're not going to accept Bitcoins. There were some articles about Bitcoins and Freemasonry and how they tie together somehow. And yeah. I didn't really. Well, yeah, because we did lose control of the world monetary system mm-hmm. when the Fed took over. And that was that was upsetting. So, yeah, because Jackson lost that fight on our behalf. And then yeah. we lost control of the world money fund. So now we're trying to take it back over with Bitcoin. I thought everyone knew this. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, so Bitcoin in the fraternity. Would you accept dues payments in Bitcoin? Can I pay you in Dogecoins and or Bitcoins? No, we Any are going to accept cryptocurrency. We are going to accept payments online in the near future, though. I disagree with that. For what purpose? 
Um, okay. I think it ought to be a hassle for you to pay your dues without coming into Lodge. I think asking you to come to Lodge once a year to show your damn face like it's Easter at the Catholic Church shouldn't be that damn hard for you to come in and pay your dues in January. You should be able to... But people mail them in. I understand, it, and that's a that's a hassle, too. Is it really a hassle? Because I send it to them in an envelope. It's got a statement and a little thing they can detach at the bottom, put their check in the return envelope, which I include, put a stamp on it, and send it back. I mean, I just kind of wish that, like, you would come in and pay your dues in person. Once a uh, year, you can come I mean, to your lodge. That would be nice, but we have, your to, face. we have to be realists and look at the number of members who are keeping the lights on at this place. We never see. We're never going to see. So why not make it easy and more likely for them to keep paying money for something they're getting no benefit out of because it's helping us. Spoken like a two, true Grand Lodge man. Yeah. I'm just the practical guy. These lights got to stay on somehow, and I'm kind of broke. I mean, I understand that, but I would like to see a guy who's a member of this lodge. I mean, there are guys that have been a member of this lodge since I've been here, and I've been here 13 years now, that I've never laid eyes on. I sent a, when I sent the dues card to a certain past master who this building is named for, like I included this big guilt trip in the letter that the dues cards attached to, like about all these young guys that see your name on the door and you're still living and none of us have ever met you. So why don't you man up and uh, come meet us for dinner or something? And he sent you back a drawing of his middle finger. (laughs) No, he didn't send anything back. He just kept his dues card and next year he'll send me another check and I'll send him another guilt letter and that's just going to be how this goes for a while. Yeah, I don't think he cares, Harmon. I don't either, but it makes me feel better. <laughs> but it's not accomplishing anything. It's accomplishing me feeling better. Because you've got a man who's got a Masonic Lodge Hall named for him who's still alive and hasn't set foot in said Lodge Hall in 20 years. Yeah, well, he got really mad at some people that aren't even here anymore, and half of them are dead. I know. So it's why not really come fair back? to all these young guys who would really like to meet somebody who is obviously important enough to have the lodge that we treasure so dearly named for him. Yeah, no, he's still mad at those guys, though. I know. I don't but care. they're not here no more. I don't care if they are here. Yeah, but if he comes back, that means they win. What kind of dick has a building named for him? Oh, if I had a building named after me, I wouldn't Should go to I it be, in general principle. Shit, I'd be camping out in the front porch, man. <sighs> Welcome to my building. That's right. <laughs> Let me open the door for you. It's my building. Have fun in my building. That's I'll right. see you when you come out of my building. That's right. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't let nobody forget about it, either. Yeah, but no. Are you enjoying the Marshall building? I am, No, but I'm enjoying the Marshall is the bomb whiteboard here. Though. Yeah, he is getting quite a kick out of that. Like this whole episode, he's just been staring at the board instead of looking at us. That's That's been kind of weird. It looks better. So uh, you're I, all I, for I, the I, online dues payments. Oh, yeah. I plan, on, I, I plan I on doing that. I don't have a problem with that. Plan on demonstrating how easily it works so that I can get the Grand Lodge to buy in and then just run it through the Grand Lodge and make it easy on everybody. Hmm. Problem is that the processing fees eat like three percent of the payment, so no, I have to add have some any. kind of surcharge onto it. So you got to pay like two dollars more if you do it online. Hmm. Well, I mean, if the only other option is come to Lodge and pay your dues, or mail me a check. I don't think it's too much to ask for a guy to come back to his Can lodge. Charge and dues for after Lodge membership? God no. Like. For our listeners, can we have like a VIP program? And oh, that's a good idea. What are we going to put in this VIP program? Oh, I got a video I can post to you in the you VIP get, program. You get special flair on the subreddit. But no, everybody can pick their own flair on the subreddit. 
Like, yeah. I can change your flair, but you can pick your own flair on the subreddit. Hmm. You get a commemorative birthday card personally signed by us every year. Hmm. Birthday card? Yeah. You know, like, we always forget to do shit like that, so they'll get their birthday card, like, a two months after their birthday. I didn't say it would be on time. I just said you'd get one. Because <laughs> hmm. we have to go do some investigation with the Grand Lodge of Hawaii, if you forgot. Hmm. We, we got to do some field research. I'm not a fan of charging for anything having to do with the podcast. This is free for the masses. Yeah, but us doing that field research on the Grand Lodge of Hawaii is not free. Maybe what we could get, though, is some brothers who live in Hawaii. We could pay for our own play fair and then just hang with them. Eat macadamia nuts and pineapples and chill at their place. We'll, we'll develop this idea further and talk to you later. Also, Tijuana. Um, we need to check that out, too. I'm not going to Tijuana. Yeah. I am not. I like my head on my shoulders and not decapitated by a drug cartel. I am not going to Tijuana. It but is why fun. Would, yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. It is fun. As fun as it may be, it's dangerous as fuck. I'll be staying here. Y'all go to Tijuana. Jason, I hold down the fort here. Thing you know, you wake up with the missing kidney, and <laughs> yes, <laughs> it all sounds like a good time to me. Or we should just charge more in dues, and then maybe those people would show up to lodge. This damn argument again. So, uh, NZ Freemason, uh, which I'm guessing stands for New Zealand New Zealand Freemason, just a guess, uh, posted this to our subreddit. Uh, somebody had came to America and then gave a speech. America. Some of the things they saw in America, and they were super impressed with this Grand Lodge, and the way they handle things at this Grand Lodge and said Grand Lodge was the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania. I do love our Grand Lodge. And uh, basically one of the arguments he made was that higher dues will be higher attendance and people caring more about it because they're paying more. Uh, and we've kind of had this argument before. It is. While the just to summarize the short form of where we concluded last time was while that's true, the reason it's true is not because the dues are higher. The reason it's true is when the dues are higher, the only people that are going to pay the dues are the people that care enough to come to lodge and pay those excessive dues. So of course everybody's going to be more involved. Mm -hmm. They're not just, Oh, the dues are higher. I better go to lodge. It it doesn't work that way. It's you. it, It filters out the people who aren't, committed enough to pay the excessive dues Mm -hmm. and i feel like you have some people that come in who aren't as committed when they come in and then they realize this is the place for them after they get in and then they become way more committed than what they thought they were going to be and then you're also filtering out those people because when they're looking at four and five hundred dollars to get in they're like i don't know if i want it that bad because they don't know because that's one of the problems with everything is you don't know exactly how it's going to go and what it's going to be like till you're here yeah And also to tie back to the earlier conversation, if we follow that path to its logical conclusion, then the anti-Masonic party could be rebirthed because then you have Freemasonry being a status thing again. Well, then you have – yeah, I mean to me it's just filtering out the riffraff and that's not what I want. Well, because you're riffraff, so I mean that makes logical sense. (laughs) So were you when you joined, my friend. So were you when you joined. Third poor college kid, yeah, yeah. 
that happened. So we wouldn't have had you. Wouldn't have and had you me. would be better off. The whole lodge would be better off. Okay, yeah. But there I would mean, be no After Lodge podcast, so our listeners wouldn't be better off. I mean, you're making a good argument there that the lodge would be better without you. <clears throat> so I, I don't know. Like, I don't I don't agree with raising dues for the sake of raising dues. I don't. If If the lodge needs the money to operate, yes, of course, raise the dues. But, but if you're just raising dues to have high dues and you don't need the money to operate, quit being a dick. But you would be in the same boat because you would be screening out those people you were yelling about that we don't need online payments for. I agree, yeah. So we would have the same amount of money and everybody <clears throat> on the secretary's list would be coming to Lodge to pay their dues. So you would be in happy world. No. No, that's not happy world. Not if we're paying 300 bucks a year for dues. Hmm. Well, I don't think three hundred dollars is too much for the year dues. I mean, I'd... I I don't either. But well, let's be fair here, Marshall. You know as well as I do, <clears throat> me, you, Harlan, the rest of the After Lodge crew, not counting the physical money we pay, we put in well over a thousand dollars worth of everything else. Whether it's for this, that physical time or not physical time but time effort everything else we do we're we're probably putting in more than a thousand dollars a piece the core group yeah because we want to we want to be here agreed so like what you're going to wind up with is instead of like people having that effort i'm just going to write you a check and say and i know i know money's magic and fucking all that shit but you're just going to have people writing a check, and then that's just what they've got to do. It's just, well, I, I wrote a check, so I am not going to do this charity event because I wrote this huge check. Well, although, I mean, mm-hmm. although I do enjoy doing a lot of this charity stuff, you know, but a lot of times it is a, a huge hassle. Oh, it's a pain in my dick. Well, we could all be Democrats and just charge each according to his ability. Well, that's... Well, I'm not a fan of that. It's not going to work. That keeps people off the level. Yeah, I know, but, you know, that's what, that's what the chaplain would say if he was here. Dirty Democrats. A Dixiecrat. Right. He's a Dixiecrat. <laughs> you, you, you can't say that either. Can we just bleep out the whole show? What do you mean you can't say that? Mm-hmm. Dixiecrat is a southern thing, dumbass. Yeah, I guess you've pretty much given away that. Everybody uh, knows we're from the south. All you gotta do is listen to Marshall for two seconds. You're like, he ain't north of the Mason Dixon line. But but Pennsylvania Jeez, is thanks. part of the south, remember? Yeah, so it was like <clears throat> fucking Virginia. West Virginia. New Mexico. Southern Cincinnati, I would consider the South if you've ever been there. Or Southern Ohio, I would consider the South. Like Cincinnati and stuff, because that's... Arkansas. Alabama. Tennessee. Georgia. Georgia. Florida. Texas. Tejas. Nevada. Oklahoma. It's kind of almost the South. You call it South now. Well, I mean, Nevada's if you're going to go south. by that attitude, let's go ahead and throw in the Dakotas. Dakota, do you do you know what the map of the United States looks like? I know, but you're talking about accents and whatnot, and li- lifestyle and so on. I argue that the Dakotas are pretty oh, they're southern redneck in as there. fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nebraska, yeah. Kansas. No, that's Midwest. That's a different attitude. Idaho. Yeah, no, different attitude. Parts of California. Don't even get California involved in this. They're a bunch of idiots. Oh, I'm sorry. We have a lot of listeners <laughs> in California, Marshall. Thanks no, for that. Did, did I say Missouri? And let's not forget about old Kentucky. Tennessee. We, we, we've already been over that area, didn't we? Yeah. 
What about, we didn't the Carolinas. Car- yeah, the Carolinas. Yeah, uh, that's a possibility. What about Louisiana. Oh, no. how did we forget Louisiana? Louisiana is a completely different southern accent. It's like a French southern accent. It's it doesn't. A, nah. It's a totally different world out there. It really is. It's awesome, but it's. Mm. T- oh, I love Louisiana. It's way too man. French for me. Extra Lodge brought oh, to you God. by Baton Rouge. Some of the nicest people I've ever met from Louisiana, dude. Mm. So yeah, you're wrong on this higher dues thing, Harlan. I know you wish dues here were six hundred dollars because you I don't can know afford about them. Six hundred dollars, but what are your what is your ideal dues amount? Like if you could. Snap your fingers, and every member of this lodge would be paying dues, paying them at what amount? $200. $1,200. $1,200 a month? Your dick is absolutely, it's fell off. Nope. $1,200. $100 a month? Yes. Do you know how many people would have to leave over $1,200? A lot. Are you serious? You're willing to lose brothers over money. We've got a few Prince Hall Lodges that are in no way struggling over anything. No, I'm talking about people you have a relationship with would have to leave over $1,200. Would they? I can name a shit ton of people that would leave over $1,200. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. $1,200? I would. I would have to leave. Mm -hmm. You asked. I was thinking $250. What the fuck is the matter with you, dude? Nothing's the matter with you. Is that your troll answer or is that your real answer? That's a realistic expectation. $1,200? Yeah. And you don't care that, that, like, people you know that have been with you since the beginning are going to leave over $1,200. I don't think they would. I would have I, I, I think some people wouldn't have a fucking choice. What the fuck's the matter? This is like that grinder thing where you were saying you don't say anything to the dude. You're just completely wrong on this. And you don't even have a clue. No. I also don't get to set the due structure, so it doesn't really matter. No, but, like... In your dream world, dues are $1,200, and you don't think yeah. there's going to be any consequences from that. There's a lot of stuff in my dream world that will never come to fruition, so why do you ask me questions like this? Do you think I would pay $1,200 a year? Yeah. Oh, you know, have any idea? I would have to give up shit for $1,200 a year. Yeah. Like, I, it would hurt me to yeah. pay $1,200 no, a year. It would hurt me, too. It would hurt me a lot. Why do you want it to hurt? Why are you asking about my dream bizarro world anyway? I don't know, Bruce. I thought we could talk about our personal feelings and ideals. And yeah, I guess I that's wrong. a personal feeling and ideal. It's but, but never going to happen. Can you back it up, though, of like why you think that's a good number? I can, but it's never going to happen. Well, please back it up. Because right now you sound like a fucking crazy ass. It's not a crazy ass. People pay well more than that for freaking basic cable service in their home. Okay. Yeah. What benefit are you getting from cable TV that makes it worth more than lodge? Okay, that's not why you want it to be $1,200. That's why you can pay it. Tell me why you want it to be that much. It's a value proposition. Expand. That's what it's worth to me. Just for the listeners, there is a staring contest going on between these two. <laughs> that they're staring each other down like they're going to kill. All right, each listen, other. <laughs> NZ Freemason, you can't be bringing up this topic. This horse has been beat to death, and we are going way over time on our show. And Jason's wanting to revive this old war that we had going a long time ago. What? No, it's. I mean, every time we talk about, it, you say some crazier shit than last time. It's really not that crazy. Twelve hundred dollars is fucking crazy, dude. It's crazy because you're used to paying. 60 70 80 dollars hey i got a question if we go across town right now 
there is a tight-knit group of brothers that have no problem doing this, and they all make a lot less money than most of us. Are you talking about Prince Hall Watch? Yes. Hey, Jason, what do you think is a fair... I, I think that that is something that should be set by the expenses of the lodge. If your members have to pay $300 dues to cover the expenses of the lodge, that's what your dues are. I think making them $1,200 just because it's a value proposition, even though the lodge doesn't need that money to function, is doing a disservice to the brotherhood. Well, that depends on what you mean by function. If dues were that high, we wouldn't be cooking pancakes. Yes, but then you're also going to lose a lot by not cooking the pancakes. You're going to lose a lot of fellowship. Yeah, but that's... And then it's, the then that's how you get a lodge that's going to be moving towards a coffee club as well. No, I... I think 1200 is a little excessive. But I think I mean, it works... Well, I mean, I... It works... $200 It works is, really well. I think playing golf on the moon's a little excessive too, but Harlan's already building a rocket ship. <laughs> it works really well for some lodges that already do that. But it's because their expectations are already there. You can't walk into a lodge that pays eighty dollars and then just throw out twelve hundred bucks, because of course you're going to get the response that I just got from you. That's why it'll never happen. But what you don't understand, Harlan, is you're going to lose dudes. I'm not proposing that, do that not we raise have the-, the money. This is the problem with Jason: is you you have an intellectual back and forth, and he starts talking like you're really planning on doing this shit. Like, I'm going to propose at the next meeting that this we raise This is all hypothetical, Harlan. I get that it's hypothetical. That's what we do on the show. We pull shit yeah. out of our ass, and then we yeah. talk about what we just pulled out of our ass, but we have to talk about what we pulled out of our ass. Well, you pulled out your ass with $1,200 dues, and I'm telling you why that'll never work, and you need to tell me why it will work. You're making the appeals to emotion. Like, look at all these guys you know that can't make these payments. and, and, and Look at all these assets of the lodge that we have yeah. now that is worth more than money to me. Hmm? A guy who's willing to come in here and bust his ass, learn the ritual work, mm-hmm. do the pancake brush, do the fairs is worth more than me than if he was to pay twelve hundred dollars a year in dues. You said ideal. I kind of get. I kind of get what Harlan's saying. Is if say for instance you start a you charter a whole new lodge tomorrow, and from get go you charge twelve hundred dollars, you're only going to get those people that pay the twelve. You're going to get the people Harlan wants to hang out with the makers, the doctors, the lawyers. Yeah. You're going to get a different but, class of people. You're not going to get guys like me and you. Understand. You would still have... The lodge I'm referring to is not made up entirely of that demographic. There are a lot of blue-collar guys, and it really hurts them to make those due payments, and they're more than but happy the to do it. the problem is when you're talking about them, all of their lodges are that expensive. Yes. If you're talking about doing that, like, all through... Yeah, that's going to happen you, somewhat. You son of a bitch. Oh, fuck me. God damn it. But... There's so much editing that's got to happen on this yeah, show. It's not but no, fun. we... We're already there. We, we've got a different expectation, and that's why it won't work. You said ideal world. In my ideal world, that's how it goes. That's how it used to be. We changed it. It's too late to go back. We changed it, and then you let in the riffraff, and Harlan wants it to be the doctors, lawyers, bankers, and the one percenters again. How, how are you even getting to that? Because that's what it would be. No. That's what it was when it was that expensive before. That is not... There were that demographic was more highly represented, but that's not how it is today in lodges that have dues that high. Okay, that is not at all how it is. Well, but with lodges with dues that high, is there any programs for somebody that mm-hmm. just really can't afford it, but are a good you know I mean are yes. a good fit for the fraternity? And when dues are that expensive, you can afford to do that without like having to weigh this consideration of 
is helping this brother out going to be a detriment to our lodge? Because, of course, it's not. Hmm. Maybe work, you know. To quote our socialist chaplain, from each according to his ability. All right, well, let's wrap this up for today. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and... Jason's uh, pissed. I'm going to end it. No, I'm not. I had something I wanted to bring up, and I forgot what it was now. I'm trying to think, trying to think, trying to think. Oh, the uh, Masonic Restoration Foundation. Uh, The symposium is two weeks from now. Unfortunately, registration has closed, as I discovered when I attempted to register. But Mm -hmm. if some of you are going to be there, I will still make an appearance because I have a lot of friends that are going to be there, and I'll just crash with them. And if we hear you guys are going, I'll come too. Yeah, there's gonna be if, a big after lodge crowd there. If you're not going, then uh, I don't know. I'm probably still gonna go hang out with our TO lodge like, but I, afterwards. Yeah, but I'm I can't not, register for the Marshall. program. Yeah, I just need to know if after lodge people are gonna be there because if they are, then so let us know if you're gonna be there. Yes. Otherwise, don't be sad when we're not there and you were looking for us. Yeah. Um. The other thing I want to bring up is just to close out the show on a positive note. Yesterday, I got an email from Jack, who was on the show a few weeks ago, that said Harlan is literally wrong about everything, linking to the article where they added the definition of literally as I use it to the dictionary. So you are literally wrong again, Harlan, but about literally everything. That has to that has to be like that has to be. It's not a spoof, dude. It really happened. It really happened. So that word was so misused for so long that we just had to change what it means. Yep. Oh. We'll give a time masonry be in the dictionary uh, too. No. <laughs> no. All right, brethren, let's close this up. <sighs> I'm gonna punch you in the dick. Good night. All right, so uh, check out the show notes. There may actually be show notes this week. Why don't you turn the music up a little more? So you know. Yeah. Okay, that works. All right. Ass. <laughs> so check out the show notes at www.afterlodge.com. Email us at afterlodge@gmail.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Hang out with us and all of the Freemasonry subreddit on irc.schnunet.org. Pound sign Freemasonry. Uh, you can call and leave us a voicemail. You have to get the number from the show notes because this producer Bruce wasn't here to write the number for me. And uh, I don't think I'm forgetting anything. So this has been episode 31. See you next week. Bye.